You're listening to the Metro LA Podcast, an official podcast of the LA International Church of Christ. Good evening, Metro family. Robert Carrillo here in Metro Vision Studio A, and uh, we're having midweek. Um, I'm going to continue tonight and finish the report I did on, I started on Sunday um, about uh, just kind of where we're at, what's going on, and where we're going, you know, and, and it's not conclusive, I'm not inclusive, it doesn't have everything, um, but um, I think just kind of a general idea of how we doing, you know, how where are we at. We've been talking a lot this month about self-evaluation, um, certainly we should do that with whatever we're working on, whatever ministry is our ministry, our Bible talk, our 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 ministry, our our region, our church, all that kind of stuff. It's it's a good time to evaluate everything and just see where we at, how we doing, where we going. And that's basically the heart of what this this time has been, Sunday and today. Um I left off uh last Sunday talking about Hebrews ten, uh but we do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed, but to those who have faith and are saved. You know, I love this scripture because Honestly, this is a scripture when I think of Metro, a very tough ministry with a lot of tough people with a lot of heart that have been through a lot but are not shrinking back. And 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 I love that. I love that. I love being with a group of people that just want to do whatever it takes to please the Lord, whatever it takes to advance God's kingdom and and you know, willing to to do whatever. And that's that's the family I want to be a part of and I appreciate so much. And I love I love the, the, the teamwork we have here. Uh, we've gotten so close to the Kia Ainas and the Webers, and, and it's really been great. We're building a bigger team. I'm going to talk about that in a little bit with the Shepherds and, and some new ministers we have and young people that we're training, as well as, you know, just getting to know the region still. You know, pandemic was definitely a little bit of a challenge for Michelle and I. And, of course, I talked about that last last class, last uh, lesson, whatever, Sunday um, about the challenges that the pandemic hit us with, which they were many, you know, and, and, and it has certainly affected churches all around the world. Christianity in general has been very challenged. And, and most churches, uh, you know, I showed you a study that said most churches have lost about 33% of their membership. We haven't not lost nearly that many, but we have lost some. And, and some of that is, you know, because of moving or transfer. We actually have had quite a few people move away from the area. And some of that's economically motivated, you know. A lot of that is economically motivated. And some people who lived in the outlying areas who've just transferred and gone to, are now going to the ministries where they live. And that's great, too. That's that's awesome, too. And then there are people who I'm afraid Satan has kind of knocked out and drug away, you know, or deceived or, or pulled into the some of the problems that our world is dealing with right now. There are people that have gotten very caught up in issues uh, secular issues, worldly issues, and um, not to say that things don't need to be dealt with. They do need to be dealt with, but first, we're Christians. We are God's people. We are disciples. This is our moment to shine. When things get tough, the tough get going, right? And that's us. That's that's what the church is called to be, the light of the world. And certainly, we've had some great victories in that same time period. Last year, we had a lot of great baptisms. I didn't get any new pictures, so the same pictures I showed last time, but a lot of great, uh, just super awesome uh, victories across our fellowship, you know, across our family. A lot of kids getting baptized, family members. That's always like double victory right there when you get a family member 
becomes a Christian. We talked about some of the current issues we've dealt with over the last year and a half with the squad, with the lessons, 24 lessons on justice and politics and, and community service uh, team that's been, you know, started out last year. Whoops. Um, and uh, and a lot of victory there, a lot of lot of growth there. We're, we've got a lot of great plans for this coming year that will be shared more and more as they come along. We had a great victory with the missions. In the midst of all the economic chaos and problems and challenges we're facing, we still raised $85,000 uh, for missions. And, of course, I reviewed the different themes we've had, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. We started out with the Son, then we started with the, with the Father. And this year, ta-da, our... Our um, theme being encouraged by the Spirit, and I said I'd share a little more about the challenges, and we we have we have some pretty intense challenges. You know, we have, of course, the pandemic challenge. You know that that really has just made it hard to get together, hard to spend time. We a lot of us haven't seen each other in two years, two years since we've seen the whole fellowship, since we've been all been able to get together. Of course, the park services have been fantastic. Um, you know, sometimes a little cold. I made a joke the other day. I said, this is like the, 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 the Navy seals of the church. Cause we were all there shivering in the, at the park. I didn't mean that in terms of commitment. I just meant willing to be cold, you know, but, but we also have a lot of people that just simply cannot for health reasons, uh, can't be around a, a crowd and that's totally understandable. So we've really continued in a great way with our online services, and we will continue with that. And that's actually really gone great. We have a lot of people watching our online services all across LA. A lot of a lot of friends and family, as well as people we don't know, and as well as people all around the world, right? Um, but certainly, it's been a time of testing, um, testing our spiritual connections. You know, how close are we to God through this? How close, how connected are we with God? How connected are we with each other? What is our personal discipleship? It's been tested. It's being tested. Our personal responsibility to get myself to church, you know, whether that's, you know, sitting in the living room on the TV or at a park or wherever, you know, um, <clears throat> you know, that, that because of the, the, the challenges we have faced, it really has purified our, our faith and purified who we are. You know, I love, I think of these scriptures, Philippians one twenty seven says, whatever happens, okay, and a lot of stuff's going to happen, and a lot of stuff is happening. Conduct yourselves, okay, live in a way, conduct yourselves in a manner, in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. You know, live our lives in a way that is worthy of the gospel we've been given. Then whether I come and see you or only hear about you, in my absence, I will know that you stand firm, you know, in one in this in the one spirit, striving together as one for the faith of the gospel. You know, Paul was appealing to the Christians that look, no matter what happens, whether we get to be together or we don't get to be together, whether I get to connect with you or I don't get to connect, I want to know that you're standing firm, that you are solid in your faith. And that's the challenge for us, I think, during this time is that we stand firm in our faith. We stand firm in our convictions. We, we, we hold to the Bible. We, we live it out. We're reaching out to other people. Uh, we're, we're, we're talking about Jesus. We're having our quiet times. Whether we're facing each other, whether we're getting together in face or not, we're getting together on the phone. We're getting together in Zoom. But we're standing firm in our faith. 
in our practice, how we live. Philippians 2.12 says, Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. You know, he, he, he challenges us. He says, look, whether I'm there or I'm not there, whether a leader's there or not there, whether your Bible talk leader's around or not around, no matter what's happening, that we need to stand firm and we need to continue to work out our salvation. I think one of the challenges that, that absolutely comes up in the Christian life is who's responsible for me getting to heaven? Is it my Bible talk leader? Is it my discipler? Is it the ministry staff? Is it the evangelist? Or is it my job? Is it my responsibility? And I think what can happen sometimes is people can make it other people's responsibility. Well, my needs aren't being met. Or nobody's taking care of my family. Or nobody's calling me up. And and, and the truth is that shouldn't happen. We should always try to call each other, encourage one another, help each other, be there for each other. But that doesn't take away the responsibility that each of us have for our own selves. How's my marriage doing? That's not on the church. That's on me. That's on me. That's between me and the Lord. How are my relationships? How's my purity? How's how's how you know? How's my future? How's my life going? That's on me. And, that's between me and God. That's not up to the church. Now the church is always striving to serve and meet needs. We have all these specialty ministries that are good. You know, we got children's ministries, we got CR, we've got we've got squad, we've got we've got community service. All of those are wonderful things. Now, how many of those do you see in the Bible? None. Why? Because well, they didn't have time for that. They were being persecuted, they had to be underground, but what was very clear was that everybody was responsible for keeping themselves strong in the Lord. Not other people are responsible for that. That's icing on the cake. The cake is I work out my salvation with fear and trembling. It's my job to get myself to church. It's my responsibility to get with somebody, somebody, and get some discipling. Get some help with my marriage. Get some help with my parenting. Get some help with my dating. Get some help with my purity. Get some help with my friendships. That's on me, not on the church. And I think that sometimes that gets backwards and people start looking at the church like it's, you know, they come to be served instead of come to serve. So I think that's the challenge that especially becomes acute in a pandemic because there isn't a bunch of people serving us, you know, and it's up to us basically to get ourselves to church. And I, and I say, I say get ourselves, ourselves to church. I mean, that, that's, that's in many cases as easy as walking into the living room and turning on the TV right now. And yet there are still people that aren't even doing that. You know, or they turn on the church, but they're doing five other things too. They're doing dishes, vacuuming, or or playing ping pong, or whatever. Like it's just, it's not. No, it's my responsibility to clear out that time to focus on the Lord and listen carefully to what's being preached because it is the Word of God, and to let my heart be changed and transformed, and to keep myself close to God and close to my brothers and sisters. We're being tested on that right now. No doubt about it, right? First Peter 5 says, In all this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief and all kinds of trials, right? We got all kinds of trials, you know, social trials, political trials, economic trials, all kinds of stuff, health trials. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith, of greater worth than gold, 
which perishes even though refined by fire may result in praise, glory, and honor with Jesus Christ when Jesus Christ is revealed. Though you have not seen him, you love him, and even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. When our eyes are fixed on Jesus, when we're spending time with God, and, and I see it in people. I get people. I mean, I love I you know, I love it when people walk up and say, Man, I'm learning this, I love that lesson, I studied this, I'm studying that, and that's what I've called in the past spontaneous spirituality. People just sharing out of the overflow of their heart, and you can tell they're having the inexpressible and glorious joy. And you know who you are, because there's a lot of us, you know, that are that that are that are experiencing Really a time of renewal right now because we're digging in the scriptures. We're digging in our prayer life. And that's great. And then there's a bunch of us that are not. We're getting beat up. We're getting burned. You know, we're getting, we're in the fire, but we're getting burned instead of purified. And so we've got to make sure that we're digging in there. That's why we have these themes. Eyes fixed on Jesus, living in him and encouraged by the spirit to help us, right? To help us to deal with all the tension, the economic and racial and social and political upheaval. But it definitely, those things, they are revealers. They reveal the depth of our convictions. They they reveal the depth of our spirituality or the lack of it. How strong is our relationship with God or how weak is it? When, When somebody can't keep their purity, I guarantee you, their walk with God is weak. Their walk with God is either non-existent or so weak. There's no power. They're living powerless. God is a God of power. Look up, look up every time the Bible talks about grace in the New Testament. It always talks about power, the power that comes with grace. But if you're out of touch with grace, if you've missed the grace of God, then you're just living as a victim of all the junk that's happening, economic, racial, social, political, all the stuff that's happening. And that's happening to so many people in the world. That's why depression and anxiety and suicide are skyrocketing because of a lack of connection, first to God, but then also to each other. And and so that's why the Bible encourages us to have the full armor of God, right? Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to take your stand against the schemes of the devil, the devil's schemes, right? To, to, and, and he tells us the sword and the shield and the buckle and the breastplate and the shoes to be ready for battle. And that's really how we need to be living right now, right? And we need to have our faith and our spirituality and our love and our devotion and our our endurance and our convictions solid. And and that's why this month is such a great time to just abide. Where am I at? Where am I going? And fix our eyes on Jesus. How you doing right now? How you doing this month? Are you ready? I mean, spiritually ready for this year. We have no idea what's going to... It started with a bang. Everything from, from tornadoes to volcanoes to pandemic out of control. I mean, all kinds of stuff. And hopefully it'll all get better in the next six, seven months. Or it could actually get worse. Our lives, the quality of our lives, the joy and happiness in our lives should not depend on what's happening in our world. It should depend on what's happening in our hearts, in here. This is where our strength comes from because it's our connection to God 
to love God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. That's what should, it is God who should decide how our life is going. Not the world, not work, not people, not even the church. I mean, nothing else but God should decide the quality of our life. So that's what we're talking about. The vision for the church. You know, we, we sh- I shared about that last week, right? Reminding us of the vision we drew up. Remember, oops, showed the wrong scripture. I meant to show, share with you the vision statement. But remember this vision statement. What a great vision statement. We just need to keep plugging away until we get there, until we can say, yeah, this is where we're at, you know, and we'll never be perfect. Of course not. We'll always have problems. We'll always have challenges. But what's important is that we keep moving towards that goal, right? We have four ministry centers right now. We have downtown, we have east, we have south, and we have the Spanish group. Those are our four ministry centers. I say ministry centers because they're they're kind of a circle of people and relationships with their own bit of leadership. They used to be sectors, but a sector has, you know, staff and money and a certain number of people and 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 all that and, and these ministry centers, they range in size. They definitely don't have the finances they once upon had once upon a time had in the past, but they're still a family and and, and that's perfectly good. And I keep getting asked again and again, are we going to dissolve that? Or we're not going to have the East and downtown? No, of course we are. We just don't have the neither the staff nor the money to have full sectors. We do want to get there. And and I think we absolutely should. We should have a service downtown. We should have a service out East. We should have a service in the South. And we should have a Spanish service. And we should be able to build those families. Because the bigger the church gets the more important that there is a small identity. But those aren't big units anymore. Those are small units. So we got to work together and pool our strength and help each other to get strong. The most important thing is not where to, whether I go to church in downtown or the east or south. The most important thing is that I'm with God and that the kingdom of God is advancing. No matter what we call it, you don't see any sectors, you don't see any regions in the in the Bible, you don't see, you know, in fact, anytime that kind of thing comes up, Paul's challenging them when they say, when in Corinth, they were saying, well, I follow Apollos, I follow Cephas, I, I follow, you know, when they started dividing themselves up in groups, and Paul immediately challenged that, because we all need to be devoted to the kingdom of God. But is that in the future to have a great service downtown? Yes, absolutely. I pray. So I want that. I hope we can get there as soon as we can. But it's going to take some work. And that's what we're doing now. We're doing the work to build those ministries, to making them strong. We need we need to have evangelists and women's ministry leaders and elders and deacons in each of those. And some of them are farther along than others. And some of them got a lot more to go to get there. But we want to have that. And we're working towards that. To have that so they can be strong, healthy ministries. Each of those ministries was losing tons of people over the last 10 years. And so we wanted to stop that and get healthy and start growing again. And I would add to that, I'd like to see a new ministry center, South Central, become a ministry center. Um, that you know, I've already talked about that a lot. Of that, it's the one place we're not, even though that's what our roots are. That's where we come from as a region, and we got to go back there and get and get that going again. I'd love to see five uh, worship services, you know, but where it's going to take some time to get there. And, and but right now we need to get Metro strong. 
the metro region strong in the Lord, all of us as disciples. We need to be kingdom-minded. We need to seek the kingdom first, not seek my Bible talk first, not seek my little group first, not seek my neighborhood first, but seek the kingdom of God and get each other strong and healthy so we can advance. And that means being strong as disciples and strong as a church. That's where we're marching. That's what we're going. We have goals. We have steps. You know, one of the clear goals is to build a leadership team to take Metro into a golden age. What do I mean by that? It sounds kind of weird. You know, every ministry I've been in, it's had golden ages, golden times. I remember San Diego in the 80s. Wow, the church was just exploding and we were growing so much spiritually and learning. And it was just a golden time. I remember when we were in Puerto Rico and, and you know, after about, about a year after we got there, it just incredible things were happening. It was so tight knit. And we've all had that. Even in Bible talks, there's times where, yeah, I remember that there, I had this one Bible talk that we've all, you know, we've all had that experience where I was in the ministry and we were so tight. We were so close. And I mean, we were just working hard together and it was all great. In a lot of, you know, in, in all groups, they have ups and downs. Metro is just starting to come out of a down and we're, and we're building it up and we're going to, and, and the idea is to get the goal, the vision, the dream, what the Holy Spirit wants is Metro to do great and to have another golden age, to have a time where we're growing, we know who we are, we're moving forward, we're advancing. And, and that depends a lot on leadership and membership, right? And so we've been working a lot on the leadership and I'll talk about that. I want to, Michelle and I really want to help a leadership be built here, a leadership team because we've had great individuals and we've had not so great individuals, but we haven't had the full team that Ephesians 4 talks about. That's what we're building right now. That could carry Metro into 10 years of golden age and then they'll have to figure out whoever's around but then, Right. Um, and what does that mean? Mean pointing elders, appointing deacons, and as I mentioned, deaconesses, which I'm super excited about, appointing evangelists, appoint women's ministry leaders, and raise up teachers. That's the full team. And we're working hard towards that. And even the pandemic, even though the pandemic slowed us down, it hasn't stopped us. We're still moving forward on that, right? Raising up and identifying key leaders and work in each ministry. Of course, the Spanish ministry, we've got the Barbosas. The singles ministry, we've got the Esmonds. The marriage ministry, we have the Keys. The campus ministry, we have the Sperantos. The Quans are helping out with that now. Youth and family, of course, that's been the Kiainas, and they've done such a great job with that. Um, you know, we, we're trying to have always that minister-shepherd team in every ministry of the church. The Spanish ministry, the Barbosas and the Sanchez, the downtown ministries, the Esmonds, the Keys, the Webers, the Henleys. The South group has the Kiainas, the Simmons, the Vus, the Esperantos. The East ministry has the Sanchez and the Carrillos. And, and we're all trying to raise up leaders because that's what it takes is a team, not just one or two individuals. And, and and to have a full team that can help build that up. We're doing lots of leadership training. We've been meeting for a year, some the entire time, some have just recently joined, but but in uh, leadership training with the Esmonds, with the Keys, uh, Lexus and David Yamas have joined, uh, Lisa Morris and Ma- Matthew and Sherry Kwan, Elizabeth Sanchez, Tyrone Plunkett. Um, you know, I'm starting up basically what I used to call all the time the Timothys, guys that I'm training in the ministry 
um, working closely with 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 Casey and Timothy and Reese is helping with that tremendously. Um, the goals that we have is basically to get everyone involved, to just hands up, all hands on deck. You know, for us to not be a scattered group, even though geographically we're scattered, even though the pandemic is scattered people, but to come together and everyone be connected and involved in community service, helping each other and bearing fruit. That's that's the goal. That's where we're going. That's what we're working towards. Everything's going to be towards that. We want to really build up, as I already mentioned before, the deacon's ministry to help with the children's ministry, the community service, the squad ministry, the teaching ministry, the mature ministries, the the artifact, the worship, and I can go on and on and on. There's these these are keys. Deacons are super important in the church because they're the ones who do a lot of the nuts and bolts moving forward. There there have been people in these in these ministries. I know the flowers working with the children's ministry. Um, uh, uh, Jerry and Joy have worked with the community service ministry. And the squad, the the um, Bobby's been Bobby and Renita have been doing the squad, and 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 they're all they're all getting trained to be deacons or, or elders. And the reason of uh, the deacons so important is because it establishes a level of leadership in the church. Remember in Acts six when they chose them, they said they had to be full of wisdom and the spirit, you know, so that the church is always led by spiritual people. Even the subcommittees, we got the missions. Uh, committee. We got lots of committees, but they should always be under spiritual and wise leaders. And so we're raising up the deacons to do that and going to appoint people deacons. We have some, but we got more to appoint. Um, of course, we have the squad, the community service, the marriage. This year, you know, we the, this is going to be uh, filling our calendar and it's rolling out as as we speak. It's already out, but more is being added with the squad events. Uh, community service events that will be monthly. We're going to have monthly marriage workshops. Not necessarily big, huge workshop where you go away, but every week we'll have. I mean, every month we'll have something just to help with the mar- married married life, you know, and marriage relationships. Uh, leadership training will continue. The Bible talk leaders meetings. We're going to start those back up so we can just help be and stay connected. Um, again, goals: strong, small groups strong spiritual relationships you know the body and individuals everybody that's probably the key word everybody connecting everybody doing well we have our challenges connection and discipleship that's probably the biggest one this year i keep talking about it it's so easy to be disconnected right now and and i really if 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 you're feeling disconnected i want to encourage you to pray about this and make decisions about what can you do to help be connected, better connected, stronger connected. We have an interesting situation. This is an aging church, meaning there's a lot of disciples that have been around more than 20 years, some even over 30 years. And what happens is usually you make all you make a ton of close friendships your first 10, 15, 20 years. But what happens when that group of friends People fall away, people move away, people go to a different ministry, and then you don't have all those relationships. And then it really shows how good are we at building new ones. And it goes both ways. One, at us reaching out and connecting with others, but also us being open to new relationships. I mean, some of us, we we avoid it. We don't want anybody reaching out to us. We don't want anybody connecting with us. And and there are people in our ministry who feel like 
Nobody wants to get with me. Nobody wants to connect, you know, and, and, and that's not good. Not in the body of Christ. We should all want to connect. And, and sometimes that could be because somebody's being difficult and people don't want to connect with that difficult person. But that's where we got to love each other enough to one, speak the truth and tell each other if we're being difficult or, or speak the truth and say, look, I feel like you don't care about me. I just, I want to be your friend. I mean, that's a level of vulnerability right there. Just saying, look, I'd like us to be friends. I'd like us to encourage one another and have that. But we have that. That's a mindset. We all had it when we got baptized. We all had it. But it's, it's when you've been a Christian 20, 30 years. And some of us, we've been in the same Bible talk for 10, 15 years. We know everybody. Some of us, our Bible talk either dissipated or is gone. And now we're just floating. And we've kind of forgot, how do I, how do I connect? And sometimes the group isn't that connectable. And we have to just, as a group, decide to love each other and connect with each other. And even though we're a lot, a lot of us are older Christians, we've got the, all the more reason to love one another, serve one another, help each other, connect with one another, right? So it's individual and group connection. So the whole idea of everything we're doing is to be strong in the Lord, to, to, to be strong disciples, and a lot of us have already grown stronger. And we and I've seen it. I've recognized it. I'm talking about it. Those of us who are feeling stronger and feeling strong in the Lord, I want to urge you to reach out to the brothers and sisters around you who don't seem so strong. Ask them how they're doing. What's going on? And, and start pulling each other in and strengthening one another. You know, we've got a plan. We've got some things that are going to help us. We've got three months uh, of sermons and lessons focused on on the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit learning, spiritual focus. We've got the 12 weeks of spiritual forming every Sunday at one o'clock. We got 40 days meditation. That's going out on Tuesday. That went out on Tuesday and today, Wednesday. Um, so everybody should have access to that. I actually, um, by, by the time of this showing, there should be a place you can just click on your phone and actually do the quiet times on your phone as well. Um, we're, we're just trying to think of every way we can to help people connect this Friday. We've got a great uh, chance to pray together, to kick off our, our, our plan with prayer. Uh, the squads put this together. Please, please, please sign up. Okay. It's right there. Um, Friday, January 21st. And, uh, I'm looking for where you can sign up. I don't see where you can sign up. I'll make sure that gets emailed out to everybody. Um, so we can all make sure that we're signed up. Um, we'd love to have everybody pray the whole region pray. So, so I'll ask them to make sure to send out a link where everybody can sign up for that. Um, uh, I want to encourage everybody, maybe read a book, maybe read a good spiritual book. Here's a book I would recommend ruthless elimination of hurry, uh, by John Mark Comer. It's a great book about learning how to live more spiritually, the rhythm of spiritual life. Um, you can buy it or you can listen to it. It's also on audible which is a, an app I have on my phone. I use a lot. Um, and if you've already read that, or if you know, you'd rather read something different, here's some great books I would recommend. David Benners, he's got a series of three books, Desiring God's Will, Surrender to Love, and The Gift of Being Yourself. And it's all about personal growth. Me growing with God, me growing with my brothers and sisters. Um, it's great, great books for growing. These are, these are a little bit easier to understand, but very deep. And, and very inspiring. I love these books. Michelle and I ate these books up. Um, 
And, um, and, and I would also encourage, you know, there's some apps out there that'll help us all to grow. There's an app called abide. That's got great prayers and meditations. There's an app called calm that just about helping us to slow down. There's one called uh centering prayer. It's the one that you see there with orange, red, and green and blue. That one's got great prayers in it. You know, there's the breathing app. Uh, it's called the breathing zone. I use that all the time and just meditating. There's one called pray today. And what it does, it just reminds you, it reminds me, it, it, it goes ding on my phone and it shows me a picture of my kids three times a day. So I can remember to stop and pray. Uh, cause I want, I pray for my kids three times a day. Um, audible is a great program you can have on your phone. You can listen to great books. All those books that I just showed, they're all on audible. You can listen to them while you're driving to work, driving around. There's some great Bible apps, you know, and there's, I know a lot of you got some fantastic Bible apps. Uh, I want to point out the two in the lower left. Um, uh, oh, rats. I, it doesn't, for some reason, it doesn't have the title on them, but they're called Bible memory. That's the one in the lower um, I don't know if that's your left or right. And then the other one looks like a shield. Uh, they're called fighter verses. So Bible memory and fighter verses. And those are both apps that help us memorize scriptures. They've helped me a lot to memorize scriptures. Um, and then the one next to you on the right looks like a YTB. That's for Greek. That's just for the most nerdy Bible, uh, people. Um, not for the average probably. So bottom line is we want to have a great year, 2022, I know you do. I know I do. I want to move forward. I don't want the world to tell me who I am or what I'm about. I want to hear God's voice. And God tells me who I am and what I'm about. And my life will be set not on what the world dishes out, but on what God dishes out, what I receive from him. And so no matter what happens in this world, I can have a great year. I can have a great time. Because I have a great God. Because you and I have a great God. So let's make this a fantastic year. Get that 40-day uh, meditation. Please do it. It's It might be a little different for you because it's, it's more from a spirituality side. But we want to be encouraged by the Spirit. So we're going to do some things a little bit different than what we're used to. But go for it. Go for it. And set yourself up to have a great year. Please sign up for the for the prayer night. And we'll get that link out to you guys uh, so that we everybody can sign up and we can have a great time praying on Friday. Love you. Buen camino. You've just listened to the Metro LA Podcast. For more information about our ministry, please visit MetroLARegion.com.